Welcome to Reflections of Darkness. This is your gorgeous drag horror hostess, Evil, coming to you from my lair of eternal damnation. Now, tonight's slasher is set in a college, the way a lot of horror movies are. Now, I personally never went to a college like that, which I really regret. The whole dorm, fraternity, campus experience looks so fun, especially in movies, and it really works as a backdrop for horror movies. You know what I think a fun movie would be? An alternate side of Greece, where all the other kids are dancing and singing about summer loving, while there are murderers happening at the same time, but no one seems to notice. And it could also be a dark musical. That would be fun, right? Eh, it's an idea. Well, before I start writing the music for my burnt Greece, let's get into tonight's main feature. Enjoy. Tonight, we are reviewing the final exam from 1981. We open straight into a title card and some ominous music. Then we focus in on a couple making out in a car, and we see that it's March College at midnight. Now this movie was made in the early 80s, and lots of people made out in cars in movies. And I guess I've done more than my fair share of stuff in cars too when I was slightly younger. But is it still such a thing? I feel like I don't see it in movies as much anymore. I don't know. Maybe I'm just blind to it now. Eh. So the guy is guilting the girl into more action in the car, but the girl's uneasy. So they put the top up. Yeah, that helps. Then the girl says, I love you, but the guy only wants to get laid, so he begrudgingly says it back. And now it's backseat time. Okay, this girl has some acute hearing. She's hearing everything that's happening outside in nature. So we find out it's the quarterback she's in the backseat with. Ooh, lucky. <laughs> but then someone starts shaking the car. Then a man on the front of the car slices through the roof, grabs the guy, pulls him up out of the car, and just starts stabbing him to death, stabbing him to death, and he stabs him a lot. And you'll find it's a theme through this movie. All the while, this girl screams, but honestly, her screams are kind of meh. The other thing, this guy must be strong as fuck just to lift a full-grown man out of a car like that? Anyway, so far, two down. <laughs> now we are at Lanier College, I guess a neighbor college. Okay, this Hallmark Channel made-for-TV movie soundtrack here is kind of awful. <laughs> You know, I had an idea sometime back that if we took mediocre horror movies from the past and redid their soundtracks, I think some of them might be greatly improved. I mean, there is nothing worse than a bad soundtrack or awful sound effects in a movie. Eh, just a thought. So we meet Courtney, our main girl, coming out of the tower where she goes to read, I guess. What she needs to be doing is some hot oil treatments on that hair in the tower. But whatever. She's talking to some guy with feathered hair. Now, I love feathered hair on men, usually. But this guy is not pulling it off for me. Cue the nerd with too many books named Radish, and he has some news. Hey guys, wait up. Did you hear what happened at March College? Hi, Radish. Hi. Oh, what happened at March College? Another football recruiting scandal? No, better. A mass murderer. Two kids were snuffed while parking at the lake. Oh, how horrible. I know. Oh, That's you awful. call that a mass murderer? Two lousy people? I call that a piker. Well, it's a small school. You have to enter that into the equation. And it was particularly brutal. A real spectacle, at least on a local scale. Sure, it's nothing in a big city, but in a rural area, you have to take what you can get. You two are so morbid. Oh, you're beyond that. And to top it all off, the guy was their first string quarterback. You know, I think now that we... Now you're talking. 
You know, we might be able to take them this year. Yeah. Remember me telling you about those students that got it up in Vermont? I don't want this could be the same guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, come on. Let's change the subject to something a little less drastic. Well, like the test. Well, personally, I'd like to talk about something cheery, like, like homicidal maniacs. Anything but chemistry. We get a small glimpse of the blonde college ogre jock Wildman that I am ashamed to say I am drawn to. Oh well, we'll see more of him later. <laughs> Ooh, ominous music as a dark van is pulling into Lanier College. Well, it's chemistry test day and it seems a lot of the students aren't prepared. Also, it's finals and as soon as people are done, they're leaving for break. So the campus is slowly becoming deserted. Cut to the chemistry professor and Lisa, who's thin, blonde, pretty, and sleeping with said professor. How about a little nightcap tonight? Oh, uh, I don't know. It's your last chance for some nice, firm flesh for a while. I leave in the morning for the big city, and you're going to be left with nothing but that sagging old wife of yours. She must be almost 30 by now. Hey, wait a minute. You're talking about the woman that I... <laughs> well, mother of my guppies. <laughs> and you love it. So, it's uh, tonight. Who knows when, hotshot? How about here? And now? Mm -mm. Sorry. This is final examination week. Pop quizzes just won't do. Tonight, meet me in my rehearsal room. And we'll go upstairs to the art studio. <laughs> Art in the dark can be very tactile. Yeah, I like it. Uh, a study in form and texture. <laughs> Back to the dark van, still driving around the campus. <laughs> Back in the test room, Radish finishes first, of course, and Wildman, with his hideous hair, second. And that seems unlikely. <laughs> a little bit later, a brown van pulls up and men with machine guns jumps out and starts mowing people down and feathered hair guy takes this as an opportunity to cheat on his exam. I mean, I guess you gotta do what you gotta do, unless what you gotta do is studying and being prepared. Back out to the machine gun killers, they grab all the dead people they shot and put them in the van and speed off as Radish runs to call the cops. Operator, this is an emergency, give me the sheriff. Sheriff! Th this is Lanier College calling. There's been a multiple shooting on the campus quadrangle. Sir, listen! Several students have been shot and kidnapped in a brown van. You've got to get out of here. It's happening. The psychopaths are here. Cut to everyone in the van is alive. And it was a fraternity prank led by Wildman and his hair. Now this could never happen today. I mean, you know, in a movie. <laughs> Cut to a black van still driving around the campus. Hmm. Two vans? was the 80s? Vans were probably were pretty popular back then. Though I thought that was more of a 70s thing. I don't know. Either way, it's lunchtime in the cafeteria, and there are like seven people there. Cut to feathered hair guy getting one of the pledges, Pledge Gary, to steal the exam for tomorrow's test, but he doesn't want to do it. But they insist since he wants to be in the fraternity. I like the lunch scene because there's this cool camera trick where it's on the lunch tray going down an automated dumbwaiter into the kitchen and you follow one of the kitchen staff out the back of the school just as Courtney is leaving and we start following her again as she walks right by the black van Ooh, and someone in the driver's seat starts to get out. Cut to the police finally showing up and it's been a while. I mean after that kind of phone call from Radish you'd think they would have been there a little faster. But I guess it was the 80s when the school shootings were rare and people didn't think a thing like that could happen near them. Huh. 
Okay, I can already tell this cop is a dick, even before he starts talking. And the actor who plays him is eating up this scene. But the cop runs the plates and, and finds out it's Wild Man's dad's van. And why does he keep calling him Bulldog? I don't get that. But the football coach shows up and works it all out for the rich white athletic kids. As per usual, I'm sure. I'm not bitter. Cut to Courtney with her dry hair and she's being watched by someone outside through the trees. But then her roommate Lisa, the slutty blonde from earlier, she comes in and uses her feminine wiles to get boys to carry her luggage to her car and talks about not needing to like study and be smart. Are you still at it? Yeah. Well, I want to get a good grade. Why? Is that so bad? No. But once you get out of school, nobody cares what your grades were. The important thing to know is how to get what you want. <laughs> That's what'll help you later on. Not grades. Yeah, but good grades can't hurt. Neither can good times. I'd rather know how to flirt. One thing's for sure. You'll never catch me studying chemistry. <laughs> Not while there's a man teaching it. You know, they do a really good job of having the stalker killer in the background one minute and gone the next. And on my second watching of this, you see him a lot more than you do the first time. <laughs> it's really well done. So then Gary, the pledge's girlfriend, pops in with a secret. Yes, what? I've got a secret. It's just wonderful. Oh, I bet you're in love. No, of course not. Well, I mean, sure, I'm in love, but that's nothing new. It sure isn't. Not for you, princess. Well, anyway, it's better than that. But I can't tell you. Look, it's the secret. Then why did you burst in here yelling? Hey, guess what? Because if you guess it, I won't be telling a secret. I bet it's Gary, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Really? That's great. <laughs> uh, that means you got pinned. Oh, you guessed. But please, don't tell anybody. It really is a secret. He'll kill me. Wait a minute. He should be proud. He should want people to know. Well, it's not bad. If his fraternity brothers find out, they'll tree him and torture him. He doesn't want to go through that. How romantic. He must really love you. He just doesn't want to be tied to a tree and covered with ice until I can rescue him. <sighs> tree him? That doesn't sound good. No. Uh-oh. Cut to wild man busting into Radish's room mostly as a diversion for feathered hair guy to steal Radish's keys. The only things I could see during this scene are Wildman's eyebrows, which are amazing, and also the fact that Wildman picks up Radish by the front of his pants. <laughs> and that would be kind of hot if he wasn't being a bully. Just saying. Cut to Pledge Gary breaking into the teacher's office to steal the final test for tomorrow, as someone is in the background. But he gets away, and all the frat guys are outside waiting for him. Okay, I'm thinking Wildman might be a giant closeted homosexual, the way he is all over Pledge Gary. And those eyebrows? Or it's just wishful thinking, maybe. I don't know. Whatever. So they figure out that Gary has given his pin away to his girlfriend. So you know what that means? It's tree time! So they strip him down to his underwear, tie him to a tree, cover him with shaving cream, and fill his tighty whities with ice. And then they all just run off and leave him there. <laughs> Cut to the frat house, and Wild Man sucking on a whipped cream bottle, shooting it all over his face. Mm-hmm. And he takes off his shirt. Very nice. And Feathered Hair Guy convinces him to get some pills from the coach's office and frame Radish for it since they have his keys. Back at the tree that night. This movie's use of time is not great. Anyway, Gary is still tied up and literally freezing his balls off as the security guard shows up. But he won't untie him. But he gives him a drink on the rocks, i.e. security guard pours some of his bottle down the pledge Gary's underwear. What a weird tradition just because you pin a girl. Ugh. 
So they finally find and tell Janet, Pledge Gary's girl, that he's treed. So she goes to free him. But before she makes it, someone else cuts his rope. Then the killer falls out of the tree and just stab, stab, stabs over, over, over. Bye-bye, Gary. Then Janet shows up. And she has a trail of clothes that she thinks Gary left, leading her to what I'm guessing is the campus telescope. Uh, bye-bye, Janet. That leaving a trail of clothes thing gets used a lot in horror movies, I've noticed. Has anybody out there in podcast land ever left a clothes trail or followed one? Write in and tell me your story. <laughs> Cut to the coach's office, and Wildman is tearing the place up, just as someone is walking through the gym towards him. So as he's leaving the office, going through the gym, the scoreboard turns on, and then... The who's there dance starts. Who's there? Coach? Who's there? Hello? Who's there? Ugh. So Wildman finally turns the light on, and it's the killer standing there. And so they start fighting, and the killer manhandles Wildman into the weight room. And the killer beats the hell out of him, then wraps a weight cable around his neck and kills him. Bye-bye, Wildman. Radish comes into Courtney's room, and he is, I think, really the smartest guy on this campus. Don't you lock your door? What could happen to me? Famous last words. Why are you so apprehensive? When are you going to realize that the whole world isn't made of psychopaths skulking about? But they are out there. They do exist. People are killed every day for no reason at all. Perfect strangers wake up in the morning and decide, hmm, I think it's a good day to snuff somebody. And there are people who eat in our restaurants with us, use our highways, and vote for the president, which probably explains something about him, too. I'm not paranoid. I'm just facing unhappy facts. So feathered hair guy in his Corvette goes to look for wild man at the gymnasium. Oh, I see. The sports team that they are are the Bulldogs. I guess I should have seen that earlier. That's why the sheriff called him Bulldog. I get it. Okay. Whoops. Anyway, feathered hair guy finds wild man shoved in a locker upside down, super dead. And when he comes out, someone is in his car and turns on the headlights. So he runs and he locks himself in some building. It's like a pump room or a boiler room or something. So he's walking around in the dark and there are two danger do not enter doors. And he picks the one on his right to go through. And he starts going down a hallway lit up red from the exit sign. And there's all this junk piled up and old barrels and stuff on the sides of the hallway. And bam, the killer pops up like a jack in the box and stabs right through him. Okay, this guy's amazingly strong. And from what I've seen of him, he has a terrible page boy haircut. Maybe that's why he's so mad in killing people. It all comes down to the hair, people. Just saying. Cut to Radish, now heading into the gym building. And he notices the door open, the lights on, the pills on the ground. Then he finds Feathered Hair Guy dead. So he calls the sheriff again. Operator, this is an emergency. Give me the sheriff, please. Sheriff. This is one of the students from Lanier College from this afternoon. There's been another murder at the college. I mean, not another murder, but a murder. And this time it's real. There's a body. No, sir. It's not a joke. This is real. I know I thought the other one... I know I thought the other one was real, but this... This is different. There's a dead body right here. And some other weird things are happening, too. We need help, Sheriff. It's your job. No, sir. I'm not trying to tell you your job, but somebody should. If there's a murderer killing people around campus, you should want to know about it. Look, there's a guy here who is dead. And we could all be in danger. Fine. 
I'll take charge myself then. Courtney. So Radish runs off to protect Courtney. When he gets to her room, the killer punches through the door from inside, grabs Radish. Bye-bye, Radish. <laughs> but Courtney wasn't there. She was out product placement drinking some Pepsi, but she comes back to her room to find Radish dead in the door, literally in the door. So she goes running looking for anyone, and no one is there. So instead of using the phone, she just runs out into the night. Ugh. Cut to Lisa in another building, playing the piano, waiting for the professor. She hears a noise and goes looking for him, of course. So she goes up to the art room, lights a candle, how romantic, gets naked, wraps herself in a satin sheet, and then someone comes in and blows out the candles. Is it the professor? Of course it's not. It's the killer. Stab, 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 stab. So Courtney, back to Courtney, she goes running around campus, finds security, and it's unclear if he's drunk, passed out, or dead. We don't know. So she runs off to where Lisa was, finds the killer, so she runs away as he walks slowly. How very slasher of him. Back in the cafeteria, this girl is terrible at running and hiding, Courtney, girl. But she goes down to the kitchen and grabs a knife, then finally tries to call the cops. But guess who's coming down the tray? Dumbwaiter from earlier. That's right, the killer. I love a callback. Before she can get through to the cops, the killer pops up. Then she traps him in a freezer and locks him in. But he scooby-doos out of another door down the hall. How many doors into this freezer? Ugh, weird, but fun. So she runs again, banging on doors, and no one is there. So she goes back to her tower from the beginning of the movie. Call back. Up the stairs, around and around, just her and the killer. Then who shows up? The coach, there to pick up the security guard to go hunting. So Courtney yells at him from a window, and he actually hears her. That, ha that doesn't happen in movies. Usually they never hear him. So he grabs his bow and arrow and comes a-running. And the coach shoots at the killer with the arrow, and the killer grabs it out of midair, and then goes and stabs him with it. Fun fact, the actor playing the killer actually caught the arrow. It was something he was trained to do. It's a really cool shot, too. So the killer is after Courtney again, but she has a big piece of wood, and the killer's foot gets stuck in a hole in the floor, so he drops his knife down the center of the tower, and then she beats him with her wood, and then he falls down the center of the tower, all the way down splat. Courtney slowly makes her way back down to the ground floor and walks up to the killer. And he grabs her legs, so she grabs the knife and stabs, 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 stabs. Then she walks out into the night and more crap music plays. Well, that was Final Exam from 1981. Okay, this movie, the first time I watched it, I really liked it. On rewatching it, I still liked it and I saw things I missed from the first time around. There were lots of good parts, but a little backstory on the killer would have been nice. Anything, you know, escaped mental patient, urban legend killer, something. I think even a little resolution at the end, maybe. Like the next morning with the sheriff who finally showed up telling her about the killer. I don't know. I just felt there was a scene or two missing, and then a bunch that should have been edited out. There were too many storylines happening for me. Also, the music was atrocious. The kills were good, even with the insane amount of stabs. And the fact that you didn't really see most of them since they were off screen, that helped too. Fun fact, the end scene with Courtney stabbing the killer had to be cut down from 18 stabs to 12 so the movie wouldn't get an X rating. <laughs> Weird. But all that being said, I still really like this movie. <laughs> so I give Final Exam 7 out of 10 Wild Man's Eyebrows. Now, don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends, family, neighbors about the podcast. 
feel free to message me with any comments, questions, concerns, movie recommendations, whatever. All my info is over at evilqueensf.com. Well, that's enough horror for me tonight. As always, keep watching scary movies. Bye-bye. was a shoot. Multiple shooting at that. Now we better find a multiple shooting or somebody's gonna wish that a multiple shooting was all the troubles he had.